Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt. He's at the five, touchdown Colorado State. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. Bojo's Pizza, Colorado's own mountain pie. Right now, all you have to do is tell them DNVR sent you. Get yourself a free honey cheesy bread with the purchase of any entree. What a steal. Word, word. It is early Saturday morning. I have had a crazy long couple of days. So much fun in Las Vegas. I'm just so fortunate that my company was you know, willing to send me out here, even if it didn't end up working out that well for CSU in the end. You know, it's I've had a lot of fun. I got to hang out with a bunch of CSU fans. Uh, shout out to everyone this week. I mean, uh, Aaron and Domingo and Mike, and it's just been so much fun. So shout out to everyone that, you know, bought me drinks. It was, it was a, just such a good time. Probably why my voice sounds like I don't know, like a frog or something, because I basically have slept like two hours in the last five days. But hey, you know, it's Vegas. I I did a bunch of stuff I don't really normally do. I kind of got out of my comfort zone a little bit. I'm, you know, somewhat of an introvert these days. I used to be a lot more outgoing in terms of like going out and stuff like that. I I work a lot now, so I just have gotten old and lazy. But this week, you know, it was a lot of fun. I made a lot of friends. I got to hang out with Vikings wide receiver, former CSU guy, uh, Ola BC Johnson. Shout out to BC the Standard. Make sure you're following him. Make sure you take him on your fantasy team next year. I'm telling you guys, wide receiver two up there, up in Minnesota, especially when Diggs is gone. Last night, I ran into UFC fighter, DNVR rep, Curtis Blades. I mean, it's just been like the wildest week. A couple of days ago, I had a grown man try and fight me in the press room, like legitimately try and fight me in the press room. I can I can probably say with confidence I've never had a week quite like this, but it's it's been a blast. I didn't get quite as much written content done as I was hoping for, but big part of that was just CSU getting eliminated. You know, most of my storylines revolve around them, but there's going to be plenty of hoop stories to tell still over the next month or so, and and even throughout the off season. Still have to see what ends up happening with them. Obviously, going to be talking plenty of football here uh, once I get back. Today, I'm going to be at the at the final, Utah State versus San Diego State at the Thomas and Mack Center. Ultimately, there was some chaos in this tournament. You know, Wyoming, the first 11 seed to ever win a game. And it's just ridiculous, man. Like, double-digit seeds have only won three games ever in the history of the Mountain West Tournament. And Wyoming had two of them this year. So I'm not really sure if that makes CSU fans feel better or worse about it. I'll say this, like, in a sense, it probably gives you a little bit of solace just in the fact that, you know, it it would have been kind of embarrassing if you lose to Wyoming and then they just get like rolled by Nevada or something like that and and look like the 11 seed that only won, you know, two league games all year. But they looked pretty dang good, man. I mean, they went, they covered against Utah State, which isn't really saying a whole lot because it was like a 15 point spread. But they really went shot for shot for them with for dang near most of the games. Sam Merrill just proved to be too clutch in the end. And, you know, before that, they obviously 
were able to take down number three Nevada. So like I said, if in that sense, it probably gives CSU fans some solace in, in the fact that Wyoming had been playing better basketball over the last month. That was something I talked about a lot going in. They'd been playing everyone hard. This was a team that had struggled for most of the year, but they had figured it out. So it's not, I mean, you lost to an 11 seed. You lost to not a good basketball team, but you know, it, it could have been worse, I guess, all things considered. The thing that sucks from CSU's perspective is Nevada was really beatable as that three seed, guys. They really were. That was a matchup that I liked a lot for CSU. They just, they they relied so heavily on Jalen Harris to get all of their points this season. And that's such a tough spot to be in in a single elimination style tournament. I mean, if you if he has one off night, then you're basically going to lose. And that's kind of what happened, you know? So congrats to Wyoming on their run. They obviously didn't make it to the finals, but all things considered pretty dang impressive. The big question now is, is it enough to save Alan Edwards' job up in Laramie? I mean, we've seen for months that, you know, people have basically been calling for his job. At this point, as fun as this story was, I don't really see him being back next year. I have a lot of respect for him and, and Jeremy Shiat and some of those guys up there. But I mean, it was just a ghost town up there this year for the CSU game. And that was like the biggest crowd they drew all season. So they've got to figure out a way to get some excitement back in that program, get people back in the seats. I got to imagine that them, like basically everyone else in the Mountain West, even some mid-majors, their number one target is going to be Tim Miles. You know, I mean, why wouldn't you? He's a dude that's had a ton of success in the Mountain West. PR-wise, it would be a huge boost. I don't know if Wyoming can afford Tim Miles. You know, they're obviously going to emphasize football a lot more than basketball, but... I'll definitely, definitely be interested to see what ends up happening with that coaching search because, you know, Edwards got that team to play hard. So like to an extent, I almost feel like you should give him one more year. He's got this young group rolling. They recruited him, but that's not really how this works. You know, you have to, it's a wins and loss business as Mike Bobo used to always say. And for the most of the, for the most of the time that he's been up in Laramie, they just have not had enough wins. So at this point, I think they they will have a new coach next year. You know, I'm not I can't guarantee that or anything like that. If you're a CSU fan, I think you probably would rather Edwards be back than Miles, that's for sure. Word. I am going to talk about the Mountain West Championship final a little bit as well as the postseason potential for CSU. Before I do though, I want to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Let me tell you guys, I have been out in Vegas, been having you know, more adult beverages than I normally consume, which is why what Breck has released is so, so enticing to me with Breckenridge's new beer. The Encore Pale Ale comes with a 50% off discount for your lift ride. What a game changer. I mean, this is so cool. Honestly, like that's half the reason I don't want to go out sometimes is I don't want to have to deal with the, you know, you don't want to drive, you don't want to get a DUI, something like that. Sometimes Lyft's Ubers can be too expensive. This is perfect. Now you get half off. You get a delicious beer from a local company. Make sure you check it out. Grab it wherever beer is sold. And you want to know it? If you're thinking, ooh, it's a new one. It's a specialty beer. I'm not sure if my liquor store is going to have it. It's okay because we've got the Breck Beer Locator. Hop on there. Type in the Encore Pale Ale. It will tell you the closest location near you. So clutch. So smooth. Breckenridge Brewery. All right, moving on with the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. 
We are going to talk just a little bit about the Mountain West Championship final. You know, obviously Utah State is trying to steal a, a spot in the big dance. You know, I think right now they're pretty firmly on the bubble. They have a couple of nice Q1, Q2 wins. So it's not like it's a it's a total long shot for them to make the tournament, especially now that they've at least made the final. I think that was huge for them. San Diego State, you know, win or lose, they're obviously going to be in the tournament at this point. I think they're just trying to play for that one seed in the West. It's really going to come down to them and Gonzaga. You know, they have fairly similar resumes, but San Diego State's just got like a couple of really big wins that are kind of pretty tough to argue against. I don't really know how you don't give them, you know, a one. But at the end of the day, Gonzaga's been there before. They have the familiarity and they might get that blue blood treatment. And that's definitely a factor when it comes to these sort of things. In the title game, I'm really looking forward to Malachi Flynn versus Sam Merrill. I know it's a team game. You know, Kata, there are a lot of people that are going to be big factors in this game. But this is just a chance to watch two phenomenal experienced point guards go at it in a competitive setting. Should be a rockin' arena at Thomas and Mac. Aztecs fans always travel really well. I'm sure there'll be a decent Aggies contingent as well. So very, very excited for this game. Ultimately, I think San Diego State pulls it out in the end. They're just so lethal. I mean, I feel like we see the same story every game. Like, they just kind of struggle for a little bit. They struggle. They're they're slow. They're trailing. Oh, no. Are they going to blow it? And then, bam, they just hit like six threes. Game over. See you. Go home. That's just what they do, man. They got great players. They're experienced people that have played big minutes. You know, Yanni Wetzel and, and Malachi Flynn, they're two guys that played at a high level power schools before they came here. Didn't really get an opportunity to play in a lot of relevant games. That's basically why they came to San Diego State in the first place is they wanted an opportunity to play for a winner. They've had that opportunity. Now can they, you know, cap off and, and basically just in an incredible regular season? I know technically the Mountain West tournament, you know, it's not part of the regular season. Uh, the conference tournament, it's kind of its own deal in separate of the postseason, but I kind of group it in with the regular season. If we're being honest, just because everybody gets to play in it, you know, it's not a situation where it's invite only or something like that, but ultimately it should really be a fun title game as a CSU guy. You know, you were hoping that the Rams could make a run. Cause like I said, Nevada was very beatable at that three seed. And if you win that game, who knows, you know, Utah state would have been pretty tough that you've already lost to him twice this year, but it's hard to beat somebody three times as CSU fans found out the hard way. So very, very excited for this game. Ultimately, I'm pretty interested to see uh, what happens afterwards. I'm obviously a big March Madness guy. I would love for two Mountain West teams to get in the tournament. So I guess if I had rooting interest, I'm pulling for Utah State in this game. Also, Sam Merrill is just one of my favorite, you know, Mountain West players of all time. He's up there with, you know, Josh Adams and Gian Clavel and, and some of those other guys. Kawhi, obviously Jimmer, but very, very intrigued by this game. I, I wish CSU was in it, but it is what it is. Now we all turn our attention to the future, you know? It's been a wild ride with Nico Carvacho, Chris Martin, Hiron Edwards Jr., some of these guys. But it's such a bright future with this young core of talent. And that's why I think if you get the opportunity to play in the postseason, you have to take it. The NIT, I'm not sure you're getting an NIT bid unless another school turns it down. It does happen, so it's possible. 
But after kind of laying an egg in the tournament, they don't really have that sex appeal. I don't really want... That's not the right <laughs> phrase to use, but they just... They don't look like that attractive of an option right now. And, you know, I don't... I just... I don't really see it happening. You could obviously get an invite to the to the CBI or the CIT, but those are tournaments that you have to pay for. And, you know, is the athletic department willing to do that? Are you willing to spend $80,000, $100,000 to do so? You know, in years past, I don't think they probably would have, but this year, I kind of, I think they will. One, you know, we started to see some momentum with the fans by the end of the season, but we was starting to fill out. We're still not, you know, back to that point where they're pulling 7,000 plus a night. But instead of like 2,000 a night, it was more like 4,000, 4,500, 5,000, something like that, which is an encouraging step. If you get a chance to host some games, maybe you build off that, especially with this group. They're going to be pissed off after losing against Wyoming. They want to win. They're competitive. If you make a little run, you know, that could be huge for just keeping that positive momentum rolling and continuing to build the brand back up. You know, it's, it's an uphill climb for this staff after what was left behind by the previous administration, but they've done just such a phenomenal job over these last two years. Now I think you have to reward, one, the staff for the effort they've done, and two, the seniors for choosing to stay, which they obviously could have left. Martin, Carvacho, Jairo, all those guys. They had other options, Carvacho especially. You know, he had multiple Power 5 suitors. Are you really going to tell me you're not willing to to spend like 80K to host a tournament and and reward these guys, especially after, you know, all the points that I just laid out, I think that would be a really bad look. And and building off of that, you know, it's not really something that people really want to think about. But, you know, Nico Medved is going to be a hot name in all coaching searches. And it's it's kind of unfortunate. It's part of the business. You know, you're in, we're in a situation where everyone is hoping that this staff stays in place because of what could potentially, you know, come to fruition over the next couple of years. But I mean, if anybody is is not paying attention to what's happening up in Minnesota, th- that's not wise. And Patino, he, he could be gone. And if I'm Minnesota, I don't think there's anybody I would rather hire than, than Nico Medved, especially knowing that it probably means he's bringing Thorson with him. And I can pretty much guarantee you it would mean that if he if he got the Minnesota job. So I'm not saying that that's going to happen. We don't even know. The Minnesota job's not even technically open yet. But knowing that Medved is going to be, you know, in their in their thoughts or whatever, you know, knowing that they have their eyes on him and, and other programs as well, how are you going to, you know, how are you going to go to Medved and be like, sorry, we're not willing to spend $80,000 or $50,000, whatever it ends up being on this tournament. I mean, that would be like the fastest way to push a guy out, in my opinion. That's kind of what happened with Tim Miles. And, you know, Tim went to Jack Graham and was like, if we do this, this, and this, we can be Gonzaga. We can be the next Gonzaga in the next five years. And, and Graham, this is a story that I've been told. I don't know if this is exactly what he said, but basically it was like, you know, is Gonzaga good? He, he wasn't a college basketball guy. Right then and there, Tim realized, I got to get somewhere where they actually value basketball. And that's just not the situation you want to put this young staff in especially with all the good that they're encouraging. You just want to keep it, keep both sides happy. You know, I don't think Medved's the kind of guy where he would throw a fit or something like that. But deep down inside, I think that would be a real indication of, of where CSU views basketball if they chose not to play in the postseason. So those are my thoughts. That's how I feel about the situation. 
We will obviously keep our fingers on the pulse. We will talk more CSU hoops, the the potential of where they might end up postseason-wise. Over the next week, going to have plenty of spring ball talk, all that fun stuff. Very, very excited to get back to Fort Collins. Las Vegas is definitely like a one- or two-day town. Four is just so <laughs> rough on the body. I feel it in just every part of me, man. I, I'm dehydrated. My calves are absolutely killing me. I walked... I God, I don't even know, probably like eight miles yesterday, but it's been so much fun. Thank you to all the CSU fans that made this trip memorable, even after, you know, a, a disappointing first round exit and a, a literal psychopath trying to attack me. So besides that, it, it was a lot of fun. Thank you to my company for, for giving me this opportunity. Thank you to all the subscribers that make all of this possible. We will be back. Really looking forward to just deep diving into football. You know, it's I'm not going to abandon hoops content or anything like that. I'm college basketball die hard. But it's just an interesting time, you know? Interesting time for those dudes over at the football field. So, we will be back. Thank you to everyone that supports us. Word dear mother. Khakis wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly. Primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi. Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys. Like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly like non